Welcome to the ReChurch Podcast. This is Tyler Armstrong, the student pastor at 12th Street Baptist Church in Rainbow City, Alabama, with our lead pastor, Thomas Winborn. We are asking the question, how can we become the church that Jesus intended? What's good, everybody? Hope that this finds you well. We are coming to you live from Thomas Winborn's office. I am here with the Thomas Winborn. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, man? It always makes me laugh when you say the Thomas Winborn. Oh, dude, you are the Thomas Winborn, man. I don't know another. And so I'm looking on Facebook and see if there's another Thomas Winborn out there floating around, though. There probably is. Oh, you can't, I mean, Much cooler. Kind of like the Ohio State University. You know right. what I'm talking about? Or yeah, the yeah. Southern Baptist. The, I was about to say the Southern Baptist, Baptist Seminary. Seminary. Yeah, Southern yeah. Baptist Theological Seminary. Yeah. The. Yeah. Notice yeah. the definite article. Man, let me ask you this question, brother. What's a movie you've watched recently? Yeah, so I just rewatched a movie uh, called Here Comes the Boom with Kevin James. And I just like Kevin James a lot from King of Queens. You know, he's really funny, self deprecating. He doesn't mind being stupid and so this kind of slapstick. My kids watched it with us and, uh, Really funny, man. And I'll, I'll say this. There's always something in every movie, even PG, that you have to be like, hey, kids, that's not okay to do. That's mm-hmm. not okay to say. Yeah. It's kind of a teaching environment. Um, and I can say that sometimes I, I probably try to be really careful with that, but sometimes things slip in. And uh, this movie, I though, uh, really funny, man. Really fun. Yeah. Pretty wholesome for the most part. But it's an MMA fighting movie, which I love. Yeah. But it's a comedy. See, I'm, I'm, a really big, I'm a big MMA guy. You know, yeah. like, a, like if y'all don't know this, like every time there's a big UFC fight, me and my brother, we go in together, we buy it, we watch them. I mean, I'm a big <laughs> MMA guy. All right, so the movie I've been watching. Um, speaking of being an MMA guy. Yeah, speaking of being an MMA guy, this movie has everything and nothing to do with MMA. Frozen 2, y'all, listen, I'm going to be real with you. It's better than the first Frozen. Dude, there are some gospel themes in that movie, man. I haven't seen it. Dude, uh, bro, I could sit here, I don't want to spoil it for anybody if they haven't watched it. Straight up gospel themes. Like I, Like, I watch it and I'm like, Man, if I was one of those pastors who did one of those at the movie series, I would totally do this one. <laughs> but I don't do those. I might do it as a mystery science three thousand. You know, <laughs> yeah, one of those I, I may, I may do, I may launch my own podcast called uh, Christ in Films. Yeah, like you know, Christ in Films, and do yeah, like yeah. A, like showing the gospel themes of Finding Dory. Sure. You know, because all yeah, I watch I watched, is Disney. I watched a, a YouTube video kind of like that, but yeah. it was very different. So this is I'll just give you the premise. It was basically a, a, a long-term career Navy SEAL guy going back and doing all the movies that have Navy SEALs in it and telling you what's for real and what's not. And that was pretty cool. You could do something similar with like Jesus as the central figure of the movies. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. I think it'd be okay, y'all. Be on the lookout. <laughs> I may start this as a podcast. <laughs> so in the meantime, who are you listening to? Not <laughs> who are you worshiping with? Who are you listening? To? Dude, listening to man. See now. Y'all, so I, I'm gonna make a confession. I don't always listen to Christian music, right? Their music can repent and believe in Jesus. Yeah, no, exactly, man. So I don't necessarily listen to that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you my favorite artist, and I'm telling you, like I go back to this guy on the daily, Vance Joy. All right, I don't even know that guy. That man, he's like a singer songwriter type yeah. guy. Um, kind of, kind of in the line of like Tracy Chapman, you know, like kind of yeah, like yeah, later yeah. on, like moving in a fast car. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like you know, kind of, but. Every bit of every one of his songs unique. He's Australian. Um, I've listened to every one of his. I can sing every song that he's written. Like, wow. yeah, I mean, so Impressive. his his live at the Red Rocks album, which yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, I do you remember everybody's favorite album of everybody that's ever played at the Red Rocks that did an dude, album there? I was about to say Dave album. Matthews Band, yeah, exactly. live at the Red Rocks, yeah, incredible, else, dude. Yeah. And so, what about you, brother? So I'm listening to. I've been in this weird move. I'm a kind of an eclectic listener, and I listen to things. You know this, but a lot of people don't. I listen to things from like chill music, like beachy, wavy sounds, Jack Johnson, all the way up to. 
I mean, heavy metal. And so I'm actually kind of in this like weird, these Christian people that play this heavy metal music that used to think couldn't happen back in the day. Uh, Fireflight, Unbreakable has been in my brain. And then Flyleaf, I'm so sick. Let me tell you, if you don't like heavy rock music, screaming, screaming rock music, you don't need to listen yeah. to this because you'll be offended. But if you do like that, then check out Fireflight, Unbreakable, and Flyleaf. I'm so sick. Yeah, I mean both. Uh, I mean Flyleaf, man, like she has an incredible testimony, yeah, like an yeah. incredible, like just great. Um, I kind of reminds song, me of the band Garbage yeah. from back in the '90s. Garbage. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of band Garbage, and yeah. so no, I guess I'm gonna look that one up. Yeah. I like Flyleaf though. I yeah, found that song yeah. in eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. What Bible, so, what Bible commentary series do you recommend, Tyler? Man, we're starting some new questions, by the way. So if, if these are just trying to, <laughs> we're, we're getting a little bored ourselves. So this is, a, if you like the idea of getting a commentary series, let me put a disclaimer on this. I wrote this question out. I don't like really recommending a full series, a commentary series no, to most people because I think not. you should not spend your money all on that. Find the one that's written by the guy that does it the best on a particular book and buy that commentary. However, there are some series that people like to have or want, and there are some I would recommend if you want to do that. So, Tyler, what would you suggest? So, there's actually a website. I don't know if you know this. It's called bestcommentaries.com that yeah. you can go on there and like search a book of the Bible, yeah. and it gives you reviews based on the best commentaries. Or you can go to desiringgod.org and, and type they, in yeah. commentaries John Piper recommends, mm -hmm. and he'll give you a like list. a list. Building well. a Theological Library by Danny Aiken, yep. who's president of Southeastern yep. Baptist Theological Seminary. He has that. And so, I mean, once again, not every commentary series. Like, okay, so like, for example, I'm going to go ahead and call this guy out. Like, David Allen has a commentary on Hebrews. Yeah, I don't go for it. It's not the best. I, I mean, I studied it's under David good. Allen. I studied under David Allen. Yeah, I disagree with him theologically on some things there. It's a good, I mean, it's, it's good. He's a really good exegete. They're better. But yeah, but I think he I think he misses the mark on some things, mm -hmm. and that's a theological difference. Exactly. Know? And so yeah. for me, I'm going to recommend the Christ-centered exposition series, and this is why. And I would actually, I, I'm going to kind of like go back on everything that I just said. I would actually encourage you if you can. I think every one of these are solid because they're a different kind of commentary. Does that make yeah, sense? Sure. These are more. I call them pastoral commentaries. They're yeah. all sermons that these guys have preached. I wouldn't call it pastoral even. I would say that they're application. Application. That's even better. Yes. Yeah. I was saying pastoral in the sense of like a pastor wrote it and like yeah, you know, he yeah. preached it. And so, um, I always in my sermon prep process, these are the last commentaries I go to. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. want to read this one first because yeah. I'm, I'm afraid that I'll be tempted to preach this guy's sermon. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I go to that. I go to that one last, and the reason I go to that one last is as I work through it I go oh man that's a really good idea I like the way he said that oh I like the way or he this is that. a way this is an angle I haven't thought about mm -hmm. yes you know, something like that I, yeah. read, I read Spurgeon for that reason I read these commentaries mm -hmm. there, so there's various commentary types and so just real quickly you've got the exegesis type commentaries which get into like the Greek and the Hebrew uh, that's one of the ones I'm recommending which is the Baker exegetical commentary on the New Testament mm -hmm. um, and in that you're going to cover like well this Greek word is used here it's interpreted this way it's only used this many times in the Bible or back when it was the Bible was written and was used this way. You get into all this like really critical academic kind of thinking, but it's really helpful for developing sermons or teaching or that sort of thing if you want to go deep. But the Christ-centered exposition series, you even wrote the word down there, it's very accessible. Yes. So that's a great accessible commentary I mean, for every anybody. Every conference that me and you've been to, five bucks. Yeah, you get them five dollars. I mean, five dollars. And so, like, I mean, whenever. We've been trying to stack them up. I've got almost all of them that are printed so far. <laughs> if yeah. commentaries, I mean, if commentaries, if conferences come back like post COVID, that's the number one reason to go. Like that's the number one reason to go. And so if you want one, text us. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll grab them for you. Like I mean, well, you can find them on sale at like the um, 
Christian book distributor, CBD.com. Yeah, CBD. Or you can go to Westminster Bookstore. It's so funny, that's CBD.com now. I know, it's really funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, Westminster, not Westminster, but Westminster Bookstore has that. Lifeway sometimes has yeah. them on sale, but not always. Um, yeah, but those are great ones to have. What about, what's a book? We're talking today about evangelism today. Yes. So what's a book you'd recommend on evangelism? Man, I would sh- I would go sharing Jesus without fear for Alvin Reed. It's sure. the most practical and applicable, and that's as, and that's as easy as I'm going to put it. That's I mean, good. like not to go too deep. I mean, it's just it's an easy read. I mean, yeah. it's so easily accessible too. So sure. And my first one I thought about was Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God by J. I. Packer. However, I've already recommended that book. Um, I do think everybody needs to read that. Period. But a book I'd recommend on how to actually do evangelism is Get Real: Sharing Your Everyday Faith Every Day by John S. Leonard. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a really good book, um, Get Real by John Leonard. It, it just basically, it's going to do some things we'll talk about, so I'll save it till we get in here, but some of the ways in which I like to talk about sharing the gospel, that's yeah. why I like the book. So so today we're actually going to talk about gospel conversations and really relational evangelism. Um, our, our, a friend of ours, Micah Fries, which he's actually a friend of Carol's, and so, yeah. uh, <laughs> and so uh, Micah um, was talking about evangelism one time, and he said, you know, if you are trying to evangelize people. Like if you're trying to evangelize, and I'm paraphrasing super hard, he said, you should go into it to be a friend, yes. not with the main goal to just evangelize. You know what I'm saying? So like whenever we go, if we meet a Muslim or a Mormon, if your main goal is just to evangelize, the spirit can work in that. But relational evangelism goes so much further because you're actually caring about the person, the person who was created in the image of God, the Imago Dei, that person versus just going out and just sharing the gospel. You yeah. know, like uh, relational evangelism is what we see in the scriptures. Well, and, and that's, so. that's where this idea of seeing people as ministry instead of seeing them as a means to ministry is yeah. really helpful. Yeah, oh, that's good. Um, but I would say this, that, that evangelism and the sovereignty of God by J.I. Packer puts forth another part that's an underlying, yeah. uh, something that needs to be dealt with in your heart first, which is evangelism is primarily about glorifying God. Yeah. It's about speaking well. God, you go back to Acts 2 when the disciples came out of the upper room after the Holy Spirit had come upon them. It says that they were speaking of the excellencies of God. Yes. And so you're you're making much of God. That's the purpose of evangelism primarily. And the purpose of life, right? Yes. I mean, and, and, and yeah. you know, talking about J.I. Packer, I mean, he just recently passed away. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, you said that, and I was like, man, like, what a loss. Yeah, a, a, but, a giant. But, man, yeah. r- listen, like, before John Piper, like, before like our generation's John Piper, it was, was J.I. Packer, man. I read man. Packer like crazy before I ever heard of pa- Piper. <laughs> yeah, see, so, yeah, I mean, I read I read Piper, who introduced me to Packer. Packer, Carson, mm-hmm. these guys. Carson's still around, but, like, these are guys that are were giants in the I mean, faith and will always be. In the ni- yeah. He died in his 90s. And so, y'all, go grab Evangelism, the Sovereignty of God, in memory yep. of John Piper, in yep. memory of uh, J.I. Packer. Yep. And so, not John Piper, he's still around. But with this goal of evangelism primarily being about glorifying God, I, I think, so then how do we get into God? gospel conversations this is what kind of our, our goal is today is how do you yeah. start gospel conversations especially with in the midst of when we're starting to kind of we're socializing more right like yeah, i mean sure. like, like i mean we're being around people uh we're still keeping our social distance but these conversations are coming back we're giving around people that we don't really know and all sure. this um the first thing that we would encourage you to do is ask questions now what do you mean by yeah. that thomas like ask questions yes i just mean exactly what you said earlier i, I just want to ask questions like you, you know shoot this small stuff conversation shoot the bull like talk mm-hmm. about things and then you say hey how are you doing like what's going on with you right now is everything okay a lot of people are gonna say i'm good everything's great but it may be, maybe it's an hour into the conversation you can ask that again and they'll be confessional but i think a lot of times you just say like how's it going how's the family how are you guys doing? How are you guys holding up? Like things you know about this person or don't, let's just ask questions and listen 
until somebody gets real and confessional with you. And that's when you have an opportunity to lead them to Jesus a lot yeah. of times. Um, so a couple, like last summer, not two summers ago, was it last summer? Last summer, yeah, we went to Richcrest. Yeah. I actually had an opportunity to, to to evangelize a woman in downtown Asheville. And I used a method that Future Camps taught me five years ago when I came to Troll Street called the FIRM method. Family, interest, religion, and message. Mm. And it's like, hey, can you tell me about your family? Can you tell me, hey, what are you interested in? And what you're doing is, is you're looking for common ground. Yeah. This one was from London, England. I had no relationship to her outside of that our country kicked their tail in the Revolutionary War. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But other than that, she started bringing you up. You didn't po- bring that up. No, right? absolutely. Okay, yes, I did. Yeah. And so, um, but she brought up she was interested in politics she started talking about like donald trump and like her view of donald trump which was super interesting from somebody across the pond right yeah, sure. and so like talking to her about western you know american politics and all that stuff and so like y'all like i was a political science major for like a year right and so like i was all up in it like i loved it and so like um our students got to see this and it was really cool because she actually had a dog with her and lauren taylor charles's daughter says oh i love your dog and that's what started the conversation oh yeah that's good and so i mean it was and and, and that's that's like a street evangelism moment we're yeah. talking like even deeper than that somebody you know somebody you're you've been like praying about the lord's oh give me opportunities ask questions because what this does is helps you to develop these relationships yeah. so that you can get deeper well and I, I had a conversation like that to give an example where i had a guy that i was friends with trying to be friends with we were sitting outside he came by to drop something off the house he was sitting outside uh, at the table outside and we started talking and i asked and how are you doing with all the stuff that's going on? This is like two years ago. Yeah. And he mentioned about the struggle of racial issues and about reconciliation. And I was able to say, you know, well, God hates those problems too. That's why he's in his son to reconcile the world to himself. Yeah. You know, and so I, I've struggled in this way and that way. And, and God's brought that into my life through this reconciliation. And so, again, that leads into the next part. It's speaking across the table. Yes. Right. It's not talking down. Part of the reason why evangelicals have a bad rap is because while it was not a bad thing to do this, the knocking on doors, going through neighborhoods, well, that's good. I, I think that's great if you want to do that. Of it. If you want to do that, it's good. I think that's encouraged. I'll encourage you to do that. But the way in which you do that is the problem. Yes. If you step into somebody's house and you tell them that everything is bad, everything's wrong, and you are a sinner, yes. But if all you're doing is talking down to them, like I have something you don't have and you need this and then you'll be okay because I'm okay, that's where the problem happens. Yes. It needs to be across the table talking about your struggles, which leads to my third part, which is be confessional. Mm-hmm. You have to be confessional yourself. I, I ask questions and I listen. And when somebody talks about a struggle, they talk about a heartache, if I can relate, I relate with my own confessional issue, my own thing where I've struggled or failed or I've been hurt. And then I point us both to the gospel. Yeah. I love the language that you used. And this is the language I started hearing you use. Joe Thorne also uses this language about the table, like like the table. When you think about kitchen tables, like this is something my wife really tried to make a practice of with my son, sitting at the table and eating together. Yeah. You're all in the same playing field. You're all there. And so when you're speaking across the table, someone you're speaking as a friend, yeah. someone who cares about that person, instead of speaking down from like, I mean, from like screaming at them from a pulpit, yep. you know, which I mean, we don't do that here. I mean, yeah. one thing, one thing I will commend Thomas about is I hear all the time. I feel like he's talking to me when he's preaching, conversational type preaching like yeah, yeah. from across the table, really. Yeah, yeah. And so I've adopted even some of that into my preaching because it's so powerful because you feel like they're that friend and that confessional moment, bro, man, like you cannot overvalue. Yeah. The value of being confessional. Yeah. I mean, even with your kids, like, like let's just talk about having conversation, like gospel conversation, which is a totally different topic with your children. 
Yeah. One of the best ways to do this is to be confessional with them and confess your sins yeah. to them. Hey, I did this the other day or yesterday, this morning. I was wrong. Would you please forgive me? Yes. This is why we have such a great God because, like, you forgive me every time we mess up and it's a sin against God. He forgives us. Uh-huh. It's an opportunity to teach the gospel. And in the kitchen table, I'll push it even further. Um, you know, most of life, real life, major life discussions happen at the kitchen table. They happen at the table. They don't happen at the foyer. They don't happen on the front steps. They don't happen in the living room at the couch in front of the TV. They happen at the kitchen table. Or over a coffee table. Even. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you know, I mean, tables yeah. are just, and, and yeah. I mean, when you go to the scriptures, where's Jesus having these life-changing conversations? Yeah. At the table. table. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I can think of so many times where I was sitting at, you know, in my living room, TV off. Maybe some music playing because I hate silence. Like I'm not a silence guy. That's why silence and solitude is not my thing. Spiritual, spiritual discipline. Um, I'm working on it. Been working on it a few months, and I'm getting there. So, uh, but talking to someone across the coffee table. Sure. You know, having a cup of coffee, drinking a Dr Pepper, but just talking live together. Well, and these two books we recommended: "Get Real" by Leonard and "Sharing Jesus Without Fear" by Reed. These are books that will help you if you struggle with, okay, well, how do I open up the conversation? What do I do if they ask this? How do I respond if they do that? These are quick reads. Yes. These are books that will be really helpful to answer those very practical questions. They're not theological books about about the theological no, premise of that's evangelism. That's how evangelism and sovereignty yeah, of God is. That, it's very yeah. theological. So this is all about how do you actually do it and what's a good method, but it's not some kind of cheesy thing. It's about how to have a good conversation. Honestly, in the last 20 to 30 years, we've begun to forget what it's like to have genuine conversations with people where we're real, honest, and even confrontational in a healthy way. Yeah. And so these are really helpful for that. And I think that'll be a good resource to help us to do these things. And ultimately, the big push is if we're going to see people come to faith as a church, as a faith family, as Christians, uh, the big word I would use is we have to be intentional. Yes. And so be intentional by learning how to do it, by reading some stuff. Be intentional by asking questions specifically. Be intentional by setting up moments to speak across the table and be intentional about being confessional. Listening to what they're saying and going, how can I relate to this? How can I be confessional in my own life about where I've had the same struggles or fears or anxieties or mess ups? Yes. And y'all, thank you so much for tuning in this week on the ReChurch podcast. Put this to practice. Uh, this is one of our more practical episodes, I would say. Sure. And so really put this to practice. Go out, share the gospel with a coworker, with a family member, with a friend, with your kids. Um, and then tell us tell us how it went. Yeah, I mean, let and us we, know. Yeah, let us know. We'll be praying for every staff meeting. We have evangelism. Like, like we pray for personal evangelism and also just evangelism for our, church mem- for our church members. Let us pray with you, pray alongside you. Thank you for tuning in this week on the ReChurch Podcast. Peace out.